This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Yesterday's headline here said that the wild cards were more in USDA changes in demand than supply, and that proved correct. They unexpectedly cut old crop usage to water down the drop in new crop yields by boosting starting stocks for 2021-22. Further, USDA left harvested acres unchanged from July, when in all likelihood they'll be down a million and a half acres through abandonment or silage cutting, which in turn will pull ending stocks under a billion bushel. They cut corn feeding 100 million bushel, wheat feeding 10 million, and Canada has less barley and small grains to feed as well. Hay production in the Plain States is off 20 to 45 percent. What will farmers feed the livestock? Also, USDA left the ethanol crush unchanged, even though the EIA says production will rise in 2022. If so, there'd be no increase in distillers' grain production. Too conservative on that, too. USDA's price forecast was friendly. At a normal 20 cent national average basis to the corn figure of 570, and USDA is essentially predicting a futures equivalent of 590 for the entire year, much higher than where we are now. At a normal 35 cent national average new crop basis on soybeans in the USDA's forecast for a 1370 average farm price for the year is a futures equivalent of 1410, again under the current futures. Remember these are average prices for the year. Our past work shows that in any given year, the highs for the year range from 15% above the average price to 10% below, tied to seasonal peaks and valleys, and growing season weather anomalies. The bottom line is that yesterday's WASDI numbers were undeniably friendly, despite early gains fading for soybeans and corn. The wheat market has had the strongest performance since the report, and that is because they're the first crop to bid for acres for 2022 as the winter wheat goes in soon. Looking at the state-by-state breakouts in yields by percentage change from last year, among the 30 states listed in the August crop report, nine showed declines from last year, ranging from just a half a percent in Kentucky to a whopping 23.7% decline in North Dakota. Iowa's yield is actually up 8.4% from last year. Missouri's yield is unchanged, but the remaining 20 states all showed higher yields, ranging from just 1.1% higher in Mississippi to 24.8% higher in North Carolina. In fact, USDA is predicting record yields in eight states, including the biggies of Indiana, Illinois, and Ohio. Nonetheless, the double-digit percentage gains from the Dakotas and Minnesota pulled the national average yield down 4.9% from the USDA's forecast for a record 179.5 bushel per acre yield nationally. Turning next to state breakouts and percentage changes for soybean yields, Nationally, USDA paired its yield to 50 bushel per acre, a little lower than the average trade estimate of 50.3, and almost a bushel below its July estimate of 50.8. Among the 30 states listed in the crop report, 11 showed declines from last year, ranging from just 1.8% in Kentucky to 28.4% in North Dakota. As in corn, Missouri's soybean yield is unchanged from last year, and Mississippi's yield is also unchanged. The rest all showed increases ranging from just 1.2% in Kansas to a 17.6% increase in Texas. 
Among the gainers from last year, nine states are projected to be record yields, including the major producers, Illinois, Indiana, and Ohio. But as in corn, the big double-digit percentage declines for the Dakotas and Minnesota, pulled the national yield down slightly below last year's 50 bushel per acre versus 50.2 last year. The bottom line on all this is that we've set the stage for resumption of the bull markets in corn and soybeans because we suspect further declines in average yields and hikes in export forecasts in coming months. We doubt U.S. production estimates will fall further for wheat, but the demand side for all should improve as we start to see more aggressive weekly export purchases due to the tightening supplies among other key exporters confirmed yesterday. USDA reduced its production estimates for 2022 for both beef and pork. They would have to as they are cutting feed usage in all categories. I would argue that hog production is profitable and it's unusual to see an industry liquidator reduce production when they're making money. It is beef packers that are keeping all the profit in that industry. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunity, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.